get real. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of America WK. This is your friend Andrew WK and it is a sincere pleasure to be with you today. Episode 6. I'm going to get right into it and I realize I've said that before in past episodes, but this time I really do want to jump right in to the main topic for this show, which is positivity. Now we have talked about positive thinking style subjects on pretty much every episode of America WK so far, but we have never really dedicated one entire episode to this concept. And positivity or positive thinking or just this very concept of being a positive person is a huge field of thought, a huge field of research, and a lot to cover. So we are barely going to be scraping the surface, but I hope it's interesting and that we can get some fundamental ideas uh, established as we move forward into future episodes. I imagine we will continue well, pretty much to focus on this in every episode, but we can also dedicate some future episodes entirely to this concept of positivity. And uh, on this episode, rather than answering questions in the beginning, I decided to save that to the end. If there's time left, uh, I will get into some, some listener questions. There were some good ones, but just wanted to change it up and try diving right into this concept. Positivity. So what is positivity? When most of us think of this idea, it certainly seems to relate to a type of mood, first and foremost, but a type of pervasive mood that actually covers more than just emotion and more than disposition, more than what we might call our feelings. And it starts to enter into an overall mindset. And I think that is a, a great first step to take when thinking about what positive thinking or positive living really is. It isn't really a mood, and we'll get deeper into why that is, but the most obvious reason is because moods have value unto themselves. And if we have moods that we might not think of initially as cheerful or happy or positive in the most basic way, we might have the urge to remove them too quickly without really listening to them or examining them or allowing ourselves to at least feel them. So I think actually positivity is a way of looking at the world and our place in it. Now you might already be very experienced with positivity, with thinking positive thoughts, with looking at the world with this positive mindset, uh, or this may be something that you're actively engaging in, uh, perhaps not for the first time, but uh, an earlier part of your ongoing positive challenges. Or you may be someone like me, who uh, doesn't necessarily consider themselves to be inherently positive, but has, for the majority of their lives now, I mean more than half of my life, I have now 
focused on trying to overcome my not positive state of mind, which I think for whatever reason, I have tended to be by my nature, not a very positive person to my own dismay. And I certainly talked about that with you before. I've tried to be very open about that because even this this radio show itself is the result of my ongoing efforts to improve my own character, to be worthy of the human life that I've been given, and to actually try to use it to overcome all these weaknesses that for whatever reason I've been saddled with. I've met many people, and I've told you this before, and maybe you're one of these people who just are naturally positive, just born that way somehow. It's a gift. It really is. It's a talent. It's a talent that can also be developed or a skill that can be developed. And for those that are naturally positive, they certainly are inspiring uh, role models. I look up to those types of people and try to learn from them. But for those of us, like myself, who were not necessarily gifted in this area, I think it's a very noble effort. I mean, that's easy for me to say. I'm in the midst of undertaking it. But I think there maybe was a reason that it didn't come so easily to me and some of us. Maybe the reason is because we have to earn it and we have to strive for it. And through that work, we actually get to learn more about ourselves and what life is really all about. It's through those struggles, not just for the sake of hardship, but from the hardship, we definitely extract something that we wouldn't otherwise have. And we'll certainly get into that more deeply. But this idea of positivity, it goes beyond a kind of happy-go-lucky good mood. And it begins to be an overall way of looking at life itself, life and your place in the world, existence as a phenomenon, and deciding that even if we never can fully know, and I mean know with a capital K, what life is really about, if we can never 100% have it all figured out, that might be beyond our capabilities or our faculties as human beings at this stage. But even in that unknown we can decide that the unknown aspects of life itself are good. And people could argue that there's no way to know if they're good or bad, so you might as well just not decide one way or the other. But even having the freedom to be undecided starts to reveal itself as a good thing. Meaning, looking at the world as either a glass of water half full or a glass of water half empty we realize that just being able to consider the glass at all is something positive. That existing is a positive state, meaning not to exist, as far as we are aware, would be what we call a negative. And when we look around at ourselves, at our life, our immediate surroundings, go out into space, or look very closely at the earth, we can see all of these incredible existences, all these different versions of existence in nature, in all its various expressions, 
And all of this existence is a positive thing. Even the things that may be dangerous, that may be threatening, that may cause us pain and suffering. We start to look at all of this as a positive force. That the universe itself, the world itself, life itself, is a very mysterious but undeniably positive phenomenon. And it's very difficult to describe exactly what that phenomenon is. We don't really know. It's amazing, actually, that as much as we have discovered about the world and about life and all the progress that science has seemed to offer us in many very tangible material ways, the mystery of what life really is, where it comes from, where it goes, how it emerges, we actually still don't really know what that is. But in that mystery is still something positive. And this is just a choice that one decides to make. Some look at the world and say it's negative. But again, I would say, and I've struggled with this back and forth quite a bit personally, that even having the chance or the choice or the opportunity to say that life is a bad thing is a positive chance to even have that freedom to examine it to have the mind that allows us to, to consider ourselves and consider our own life. That is a positive thing. That is an amazing thing. It's an incredible thing. It's an awe-inspiring type of thing that we can only sort of kneel down before in a kind of stupefied sense of spectacle. Uh, and yet we're in the midst of it. This isn't something that's happening apart from us. This whole life thing is happening to us. We are it as much as anything could ever be. This is where positivity starts taking shape. This is America WK. We're going to keep going as deep into this as I can. I'll be right back. Stay with me. Thank you. America WK with your host, Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Could there be some combustion involved? <laughs> I'm not sure that you get the difference between combustion and pump action. It is a simulated firearm, a water gun, a squirt gun, a squirt pistol. It's simulated firearm. You is like it, to be shot with? A, you uncut? like to be shot with a water pistol? I don't mind being on a hot summer day with my friends. Hell yeah! The morning blaze with Doc and Skip, weekday mornings six to nine Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Undisputed King of Party invites you to a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. My name is Andrew WK. Thank you for being with me. We are talking all about positivity. The fundamental aspects of what positive thinking might really all be about. And we're establishing that more than a mood... More than uh, a feeling or an emotional state or even a way of interpreting uh, activities that you're involved in, positivity is a state of mind and a belief, a faith that we decide to have, whether it is 
provable, whether it is explainable, whether it is even uh, logical about life itself, that it is good. And that even the bad things in life, meaning bad, meaning unpleasant, painful, challenging, upsetting, violent, uh, dark, uh, depressing, that even those in some, again, sometimes mysterious or mystical way are part of this inherent goodness that life must be because it exists. This doesn't mean that we want bad things to exist, but it means that we start to interpret all of the aspects of our our life, our experiences day to day in the small and in the big ways as part of some kind of journey, some type of adventure that we're meant to go on. It starts to take us out of a sense of hopelessness and it puts us into a sense of destiny. It starts to cause our life to feel less like a random series of accidents and starts to make it feel more like an adventure, an adventure in which we are meant to learn a great deal, not just about the world or life, but about ourselves. And that through living the adventure, we are actually going to become ourselves. This is all part of positivity. These are the, the, the fundamentals. And this, this kind of mindset is, is developed while living it. It's actually quite difficult from my experience to just sort of have this way of thinking. All of a sudden, if you don't have it, you have to piece it together by putting together first small moments throughout your day where this type of thinking can be practiced. And then you start to string together those moments into a few hours. And then you start to string those together into uh, a few days, a few weeks, and a few months. And it becomes like anything else that you dedicate yourself and your efforts to. It becomes a habit. It becomes the front of your brain instead of some little side thought. For me personally, someone who has struggled with uh, depression and sadness and anger and hatred and every low, pathetic, flawed feeling that you can have, every bad aspect of a very underdeveloped human being, this kind of thought and realizing that I could choose to look at things different ways, even if I didn't feel that way, I could still feel very angry, but still try to look at it as though I wasn't angry. That started to give me some kind of, of, of hope, some kind of outlet that I could, even if I didn't initially feel differently, that at least I could start almost imagining if I was someone else as I'm going through these, these tests. And if we're starting to look at life like this adventure, we can start to actually compare that to adventure movies or great adventure literature or just sort of archetypal ideas, sort of classic ideas of what we think of a, when we imagine adventure, when we imagine a journey. We don't traditionally imagine something that is very easy, a, a relatively serene, uh, quiet sort of uh, time of rest and peace. We imagine some kind of strife, some sorts of uh, challenges and ordeals and real tests, real situations 
emergencies almost that force the person on the adventure to bring out from within themselves something they maybe didn't even realize was there. And if it wasn't there, then they developed it along the way through the tests themselves. It's, it's very much like a test that we would take in school. The point of the test isn't just to be stressful or challenging or hard or, or, or boring or just unpleasant in general. The test is, is supposed to force us to call upon all these skills, not just hopefully uh, if you're you know really with a good teacher in a good class, it's hopefully not just rote memorization or learning facts and not having any connection to them. The tests ideally are supposed to prove to the teacher, but more so to ourselves, that we have developed some kind of insight. Insight into a topic or to a field of study, but um, even more valuable, insight into what it is to be alive. And the greatest thing is, about life itself, is that it's the best school of all. It's even better than actual school. And I say that with all due respect to all the institutions of learning in the traditional sense. I didn't go to college. I'm not proud of that, but I'm not ashamed of it either because the whole world is a school. Every day is a day of learning because you're constantly being tested. And we're being tested in big and small ways. The trivial small tests, these are the ones that we're most commonly dealing with, that most of us are engaged in you know, constantly, really all day, every day. It can be uh, trying to develop patience when in line, when driving, when dealing with friends or family or coworkers, trying to maintain composure, trying to think before we speak when emotions might get the better of us. Small little tests where we have to try to rise above our initial impulses, where we have to think uh, deeper or more from the heart when we might otherwise give in to what we would call more negative impulses. Those little tests that can, again, be uh, something about food. It could be something about an argument or not having an argument. It could be something about having to do taxes or having to run errands or running late for something. All these inconveniences, irritations, uh, annoyances, these are valuable, sacred tests. I don't in any way mean that we should seek them out or create bad little problems just to go through for the heck of it. We don't have to, fortunately, because <laughs> there's more than enough to go around for most of us. But rather than being upset, if we could start more and more to, looking, uh, to look at all of these little inconveniences, these little irritations as not something actually to hold us back, to hurt us, to bother us, to make our life harder or more boring or just less fun, that these are tests to make us better, better people, better than ourselves, to actually, that this is even the point of life. And these little sort of inconsequential, trivial tests, they are the great little gifts almost that we're given so that when and, you know, God forbid, we do find ourselves in a really serious emergency, then maybe we will have developed these skills from all those trivial non-emergencies. Maybe all of a sudden that patience that we might need when we really do need to be patient, 
almost in a life or death situation, maybe we'll have that and can call upon it a little more quickly because of all the sort of trivial times we had to be patient. And we chose to use those easy, small tests to develop those skills that really can come in handy later on. That's all part of a positive state of mind. Interpreting life as a meaningful experience to make you better. Like you are preparing for battle. You're preparing for coming out of your shell. You're preparing for the life that you've still yet to live. This is all positive on your adventure of development. We're talking about positivity. This is America WK. We're going to keep right on going. Don't go away. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stu. Now that's a little bit closer to denying the link to CO2 and climate change and is denying the link between Bill Nye and being a scientist because he's not one. He's not. He, he is not one. He's, he's an engineer. He's not a guy. He's he's an old man. He's a science, he's a science-esque guy. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Thank you. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK and we are talking all about positivity on today's episode. Really trying to dive into this concept, which is quite vast, quite deep. We can, well, in many ways, we will dedicate every episode. We already have in a way dedicated every episode to this topic, but I never went formally into it the way we are in this episode. And we're trying to lay sort of the ground framework, the foundation of this concept as a choice to look at life, to look at our whole experience as a meaningful, positive adventure. That is the most fundamental that I can personally think of positivity. It's not just a mood. It's not just deciding everything is fine and happy all the time. It's deciding that when, especially when things don't feel fine and happy, that there's something to be learned from that. There's something to be extracted and that those are tests for our character as we make our way through this adventure of, of growth, of becoming a person. And of course we already are a person, but we never stop becoming that person our whole life and maybe even beyond. So when we're talking about tests, I mentioned that they can be very trivial and they can be very intense. Uh, I also want to say that it's so great to talk with you about this for me personally, because as you probably are aware, this is something that I've struggled with right up until today, literally within seconds before this episode even began. I was struggling with feeling bad, with feeling depressed, with feeling angry, with feeling resentful. And I have spent the last 20 years, more or less, formally working on overcoming those feelings. And personally, I've, at this point, I have 
interpreted those bad feelings and the, the way that they have been so natural for me as part of my adventure, that I was meant to have those feelings so that I could overcome them. I mean, that is not only looking at the world as a glass half full, it is looking at even the negative things, even the empty part of the glass as a joy in the challenge that it gives us, that we don't want life to be that easy because it's it, then we can't grow. Then we can't see what we're really made of. It is through the hard struggle for better or worse that actually forces us to become more than we are. And as far as I can tell, and as far as it seems like everybody else can tell, that is as much a meaning of life as there ever could possibly be to expand, to become, to pass these tests and to go on into some higher level, having earned it. And the level of, of, of height or, or, or achievement or attainment that we're talking about isn't uh, on the level of reward in a way that we might even be able to imagine. It's certainly not going to come in the form of, of money or fame or material wealth or success. It's going to be an internal success that will reveal itself to us as it happens. Uh, for me personally, just feeling better about life is a huge success for me. Um, and, and again, that's why I'm even talking or thinking about any of this with you right now, because this helps me just to talk about it. This is all I'm really actually interested in. This to me is what life is about. It wasn't always that way, but it's gotten more and more and more that way the longer I've been living it. I used to think that sort of positive thinking was something you did as a tool to get something that you didn't really have to believe it even in a way. And actually that does work. That's a starting point, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, but it was just sort of something that you had in the side of your mind, not even in the back of your mind, but kind of over to the side that I would be living my life feeling however I felt usually pretty bad, angry, resentful, all, all the bad feelings. Those are just right up in the front of my experience. Of course, I had good moments and really worked to seek those out. But I would have this sort of uh, little idea on the side that maybe you could, while you're doing life, try to maybe be a good person from time to time. It didn't seem like that was that important. It seemed like the most important thing was trying to do stuff. That's what, uh, what life seemed to mainly be about doing things, working on projects, achieving things, setting goals, and making plans to realize those goals, wanting to be successful in a way that was very measurable. It's very hard to tell if someone's successful just by looking at them. Uh, of course, they might have a certain twinkle in their eye, a certain glow, depending how perceptive someone is. You can actually, I guess, pick up on the quality of someone's character if you're very insightful uh, i don't know that i have that skill most of us i think we would look at how the person is dressed how fancy are those clothes are they wearing what looks to be legitimately valuable jewelry or what are their shoes oh well they have a very expensive car this person must have done well in life maybe they earned it maybe it was given to them maybe they won it 
but we could say that they're succeeding in life. They've got it made. Oh, look, they have a very beautiful uh, wife or girlfriend or husband or boyfriend. Oh, wow, they, they have a huge house. These are all very easy to see and judge as success. But how hard is it to actually judge the quality of someone's spirit? Can't see that so easily. Certainly not on first glance. Uh, you can't see it as easily as you can see a car or a house or clothes or physical appearance or jobs or achievements, titles. There's all these kinds of outward success are very easy to measure. But that inside success, that's very hard to judge. So I thought for many years that it wasn't really that important to have inside success. It didn't really matter if I felt really angry and had all these low feelings and hatreds and resentments. As long as I was succeeding in some outward way, striving for some kind of achievement, setting these ambitious goals, and then making them happy. And in, in fact, that was easier. It was much, much easier to achieve goals like recording an album of rock and roll music and putting it out. Uh, making a music video, selling records, going on tour, playing concerts, those things I could do. Uh, trying to become a better person, that seemed almost impossible. That was challenging in a way that even running a marathon uh, seemed easy compared to. Trying to actually become a better person never even occurred to me as anything is, except maybe that will happen by accident along the way that the only way you actually become a better person is just by, you know, being really successful. And then you kind of are a good person. Maybe, maybe it happened kind of by accident, or maybe you just automatically become a, a good person because you're so happy that you did so well in your life. Of course, it doesn't really work that way. Not for most people, at least not for me. To try to actually become a worthwhile person, someone who isn't a disgrace someone who is good in all the most basic ways that we know in our hearts to be true, that takes a type of effort that dwarfs, for most people, all the outward types of success. And uh, once it occurred to me that maybe life actually was about trying to become a truly good person, not just a successful person, but a good man, that that only actually became clear to me very, very recently, since almost since I've been doing this show. I mean, that's one of the things I was so excited about doing this radio show was to get into this for myself, too, just to make this the focus, this type of positivity, that for the first time, there was this clarity that that is the entire point of life that all this material success really is only there to facilitate improving the quality of your spirit. Who cares if you're rich, if you have a poor spirit? That that is what it's all about. And this adventure that we go on trying to be successful is there to either improve our character or to completely trash it and destroy it and have nothing at the end of all that effort. We're trying to build a worthwhile version of ourselves, and we hope that the efforts we're making outwardly can feed the more important efforts that we're making 
on the inside. We're talking about positivity. This is America WK. I'll be right back. I'm going to keep it going. America WK with your host, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. With Mike Opelka. Now that we know Jeb Bush is going to throw his family hat into the ring on June 15th, you wonder, could Mitt Romney come back in? I'm going on record as saying, I wouldn't mind seeing Mitt step in to just see how all that mixed up. Pure Opelka. Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. America WK with Andrew WK only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK, and again, I want to make it very clear how thankful I am to be speaking with you, to be thinking about this stuff with you, to be going through life with you. Because I really also want to make it clear that I am not an expert on this. Whatever very little expertise I have is simply because it's something I'm thinking about all day, every day. But I'm mainly just figuring this out for myself as I go. And I feel very humbled at the fact that it's taken me this long in life as a 36-year-old person to have some of these seemingly obvious facts occur to me. We're talking about positivity and as much as I thought I understood that concept, only until very, only very recently did it ever occur to me that positivity wasn't just something that you used to get what you wanted in life. That's really how I thought of it. I thought you positive thinking was a way to help you be successful, but not successful at becoming a better person, a good person, a person of, of good character, a person of, of, of good, honorable spirit. Of, of principles, of ethics and values. No, a successful person. Positivity was supposed to help you, you know, get what you wanted out of life. All of this has been shocking to me. And at first, it was also very upsetting because it's, it's upsetting when you realize you were completely confused. You had everything backwards. I had priorities completely reversed. I mean, maybe not 100% reversed. There was some, of course, inkling my heart telling me that you should be a good person. You should be a better person. You shouldn't be doing this. You, sh- you can do better. But I sort of just, again, just sort of pushed that off to the side so it didn't distract me while I continued my scheming and to have all my ambitions fulfilled. Never, ever, ever did I think that the main point of life was to become better, to get better, to be better, to be nicer to be kinder, more resilient, gentler. I thought those were just, again, nice ideas if you could pull them off and they didn't happen to stand in the way of your ambitions. It's your ambitions that would stand in the way of those qualities. And the the ambitions must be removed if they don't allow you to achieve those things because that's what's real. That's what is is real. Uh, And that's where these tests come in. That's where this idea 
of a positive state of mind that interprets life as this adventure, an adventure of trying to become a better person, uh, a journey from really turning the worst parts of yourself into the best parts and using those bad things to actually motivate the transformation into something good. When we start looking through that filter, it just gets incredible. It, it, it doesn't necessarily make the hard times less painful, but it gives them a purpose. And it, it, it's astounding how much impact just realizing or having faith that there's a purpose, there's a point to the, the suffering. It's not just random. There's something to be gained from it even in the midst of so many losses and so much suffering that this can actually be good. And that if we really, 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 really dig deep, it actually might make us even better than we were had we not gone through the bad stuff. Never, never had really thought that way. Again, it just seemed too over the top. It seemed, it seemed inconvenient to have to really try to actually do it i just didn't think i would be strong enough i'm still not sure if i am i take these tests one at a time and that's what i really am serious when i'm talking about these trivial things believe me i am very grateful personally that uh, a lot of the tests i have had to go through have either been self-induced which actually a lot of a lot of the emergencies and problems that we find ourselves in, if we're very honest, we realize they're self-induced. And if they're not even personally self-induced, there's some human inducement. Some some it's very rarely some outside force that gets us in trouble. But even if uh, we're we're lucky enough to have just trivial problems to deal with that aren't always life and death, those can still be incredibly helpful and we should try to again cultivate this mindset that doesn't again we're not overjoyed that we have some problem especially if it's a very painful one but we're overjoyed that we have the ability within ourselves to rise up and meet that challenge we're overjoyed that for whatever reason the gods have created the human being to have these resources to have this it's seemingly infinite depth of spirit and character to call upon when it really is necessary and for many of us it isn't until we're faced with something life or death that those qualities are brought out but it doesn't mean we can't bring them out and examine them in a much lower pressure environment like everyday inconveniences annoyances etc we're talking about positive thinking this is america wk please please stay with me be right back thank you this is america wk with andrew wk only on the blaze radio network
Buck Sexton. The people who don't want you to have guns are the same people who want to tell you how much water to use on the plants in your porch and how much salt you can eat and whether you can drink sodas, and it's all tied in together. This sort of status progressive mindset doesn't want you to own weapons. Well, the government's now trying to push through executive orders, specifically targeting people who are either mentally unstable, a very broad category, or have been convicted of domestic abuse. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Let's get real. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK with your friend and mine, Andrew WK. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. It's America WK, episode six. And this is Andrew WK. And I've really been enjoying speaking to you about some of these fundamental concepts of positivity. A positive state of mind, a positive view of the world and our place in it. And I should again point out, this is very new to me. People have asked me time and time again, because in my own efforts to become a more positive person, uh, I have been uh, focused and active in, in making this part of my work, part of my mission, part of my own life adventure. And, and, but people have assumed many times, I don't know if, if you assumed, but many people assumed that I was born naturally positive, that I was born this way, that this was all very easy for me. Nothing could be further from the truth. I am in the thick of it at all times. I am wrestling. I mean, the stuff that I'm talking about with you right now, I literally was thinking about right before we were doing this and not thinking about it for the radio show, thinking about it because I was grappling with it, uh, you know, in the midst of frustration and and having to, to, to actually do this. I mean, that's actually, I think, the only way you can really gain any insight into these ideas is to be going through it. Now, again, some people are very gifted and naturally positive, and they really are an angels. I mean, they're as angelic as anything I've ever imagined or tried to picture an angel. It's someone who has these gifts. And maybe they were given those gifts just to remind us that it's possible, just to remind someone like me who has uh, really struggled with bad feelings. And again, no reason. I've met people that had uh, every reason to be angry to be depressed, to be sad, who had really gone through hard, hard times. I haven't gone through anything. I haven't gone through any bad stuff at all. And again, any bad stuff that I've gone through, I made all for myself. I think I almost actually made the bad stuff because I didn't have any bad stuff. And I, I, it's like you have to go through something so you subconsciously create problems just so that you can overcome them. And that's actually quite telling because that tells us that maybe there's something about the human spirit that cannot grow unless there is adversity, self-made or otherwise. Maybe if we don't have, if we make things too good, if we make life too easy, if we remove all the obstacles, all the work, all the hardship, all the discomfort, all the pain, we're actually not living at all. And we'll just find some way to put it back in. It's actually, I'd never thought of that before. Maybe if we sort of look at what we consider progress in human civilization, 
a lot of the things that we overcame, sort of meeting our immediate needs in terms of food and shelter and security, we got so carried away with topping that over and over again, outdoing ourselves in that type of sort of secure sense of stability and progress that we invented securities that became the most insecure aspects of being alive. You know, a weapons, for example, is a perfect, that's a perfect example. A weapon like, uh, you know, an atomic weapon that was supposed to bring some kind of stability, some kind of defense that creates security is now probably the most stressful aspect of humanity. That there is a weapon or a series of weapons that could more or less wipe out pretty much everything. And these things were created, at least in theory, to provide the opposite of that. <laughs> it is quite strange. It seems like there is something woven into our very process that makes things hard for us, whether we want them to be easy or not. And that must be so that we could overcome them. And once we've overcome all the problems that existed before we made up our own, we just made new ones. Maybe just so that we could get better at overcoming them. I would like to think that there could be a time when we really do solve all our most urgent problems, but maybe then there's some pattern to this that is meant to be. It's out of our control. It's human nature. Interesting to ponder on that. But thinking of, of life as an adventure, uh, of good times and what we would call challenging times, that the whole thing is a positive adventure of growth. And it's the hardest parts that make us grow the most. I mean, we can look at that. You can look at any relationship, any friendship, any family relationship that has been through what we would call hell and back. And there is a depth and a resilience and a heart and a spirit in, in those people that comes through loud and clear. And of course, we feel unbelievable compassion and empathy and, uh, and just wish that they had never had to go, on, go through whatever they did go through. But at the same time, part of us admires that they went through it and kind of wants what they have because they became more. They became more than, than maybe we are. And we wonder if when we inevitably go through our hardest time, what will happen to us? What will be brought out of us? Will we rise to that level? Will we have what they have? Can we get there without having to go through those really, really hard experiences? This is all part of a positive view. And I was talking about these tests that all of life is a test. And there is something very fundamental about embracing those tests. And when we start to reorder our life, like I was talking about, how it never occurred to me that maybe the entire point of life, that the whole point of me getting to exist, be this one extra human being on the earth, that it wasn't just to try to make as much money as I could or try to be as ambitious as I could. Maybe the point of me living actually was to try to be worthy of being given this chance to live 
and to actually try to become a good person. That never had occurred to me before. And all of a sudden, when that takes the forefront and it was not, it's not easy. I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to make that my default state of mind, but I've, I've, it's certainly much more in the front of my mind than it was before when it was just over on the side as sort of like, Oh yeah, I guess that'd be nice to try to become a good man. Now that's my, that's all, that's all that seems like actually not only all that matters, it seems extraordinarily urgent. It seems like a full blown emergency that of course it can't happen overnight but it's almost this clarity takes over and and you feel ashamed you feel embarrassed and shocked that so many years went by and it never really occurred to you it sort of feels like being dying and coming back to life like you all of a sudden see things for what they really are and you you know christmas carol Christmas Carol by Dickens is a great example. I mean, this happened to Scrooge at, you know, relatively speaking, towards the end of his life, he had this epiphany and he saw things for what they really were. I get actually quite emotional thinking about how well it's illustrated and really every version, every animated version of that, the book itself is second to none. Uh, but the Disney version, the more recent version with Jim Carrey, is, is spectacular. I think it's absolutely uh, tremendous. It's great to watch any time of year, but of course around Christmas time. This man thought he had it all figured out. That the most important thing was this material success at the expense of everything, of every relationship that he ever could have had or did have, at the expense of his own happiness, at the expense of any meaningful parts of his life besides counting money. And while he certainly seemed to excel in business, that should have been a means to an end, not for money, but a means to an end for his inner wealth of character. And he figured it out, thanks to all those uh, you know, spirits, the ghosts that visited him, and some very kind friends and family that actually were quite advanced despite being much younger than than Scrooge was. Uh, it's very moving when even they forgive him and wish him well because they had it figured out. And uh, the, it's amazing that you can find the parts of yourself that are like Scrooge when you watch that movie and think, gosh, it's not too late. You know, even if you just have a, another day to do it right. This is America WK. We're, we're talking about positivity. Please stay with me. I'll be right back. You're listening to America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh. We're constantly informed that black people are under attack, yet every single symbolic case they choose involves the death of a black person who happened to also be a known criminal. The fact remains that Michael Brown, Eric Gardner, and Freddie Gray were not law-abiding, helpful, constructive members of society. That doesn't mean they deserve to die, but it does mean they put themselves in a category of people who are more likely to be involved in violent interaction. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio. Now, the king of partying himself, your friend and mine, Andrew WK. 
Welcome back. It's America WK with Andrew WK. It really means a lot that you're here with me as we discuss positivity, a huge, huge topic. It is a lifelong topic. It is a topic that can never be fully covered. It can only be sort of reveled in. It's like diving into the ocean and just swimming around and exploring and, and realizing that you'll never probably ever be able to catalog every aspect of this huge thing, this type of lens with which we can examine the world called positive thinking or positivity. And it fundamentally starts with deciding that life is good. It doesn't mean that we can ever know that it is good in what we might call a factual way, a provable way. It is a, a decision to believe that life must be good or it wouldn't exist. And just to arrive at that type of mindset takes a type of courage, really, because it's much easier to stay in either uh, a belief that life is not good, that, uh, that there's no point to it, or to stay in between where you just don't know. But I think you can even sort of just not really know what life is, but even believe that the not knowing is, is, is good, that the not knowing is a type of possibility. Uh, the not knowing is a type of growth. If we knew what it was, there wouldn't be any reason to explore. It's th through figuring it out that we re reveal ourselves and reveal its truth to us. And possibly, again, never fully, but enough to make the adventure of, of discovery more than worthwhile. It's crucial. It's the whole point. So I wanted to share with you a couple tests that I just recently went through. I mean, literally over the last couple of days, just to sort of illustrate and help. Uh, I'm sure you can think of tests. And the whole idea is, is thinking of every experience in life as a test. Some very small, like, can we speak in a polite, kind, and patient, loving tone to the people around us? That's one of the hardest tests for many people. I've struggled with that one specifically. I've had an easier time, of course, speaking kindly to strangers and then losing my temper or snapping at the person I love most in the whole world. What's that all about? That's failing the test. That is failing a test right there. But you get, you get many more chances, and the minute you start to do it right, you're passing the test, you're succeeding, and you're improving yourself. You're winning at life. You're doing it right. Your, your guardian angel is, is, is smiling. When we fail those tests, the guardian angel is weeping. And when we do the wrong thing and we know that we're doing the wrong thing, the guardian angel is just completely dismayed and horrified. And that guardian angel is our conscience. It's our heart. It's the part of us that has the power and the ability and the capacity to reach almost unimaginable heights, but just chooses not to because it's lazy, you know, confused, decides it's not really that important, or just can't bear the idea of not being wealthy or successful or famous or all kinds of other things that can distract us, which in their own ways aren't really so bad. 
It's not like they are evil. They're not evil things. They're only evil in as so much as they take our attention away from things that are much, 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 much more important. So tests, let's talk, talk about tests, this test that I had. I mean, just again, countless tests, countless tests. I'm traveling all the time. I talk to you a lot about traveling because traveling to me is just the whole thing is just a big test. It is a nonstop test of every kind, dealing with tons of strangers, dealing with potentially frustrating or humiliating experiences with, uh, you know, anxiety with other people that are in states of anxiety, traveling, whether it's on the road and you're driving, whether it is flying. I mean, the train, the train actually is quite peaceful. But even then, it, 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 these are test after test after test. And when we decide, this is, again, this is so thrilling to, when you can get this. I mean, and I'm saying that for myself. This just changes everything. When we start to realize that all of these things are very real tests, like out of a movie. Like we're living this amazing adventure movie. And it's like we are Scrooge. We're Ebenezer Scrooge, and will he have the courage to actually step up and, and pass this test? Uh, and, and it's us, and we can watch ourselves like Scrooge is watching himself from a distance, uh, his, his old ways, right up to other current situations. Can we develop the self-awareness, the perspective on our own behavior, on our own life, our surroundings, and, and realize what they really signify. They signify opportunities to grow, opportunities to become better, to develop better qualities of spirit, to become a better person. And not, again, not better than someone else, to beat someone else, to like win over someone else. Like, I'm a better person than that. I've developed these better quality of spirits. So now I can feel superior. It's just superior to your own past self. That's the only person... Because you know what? That's another test. Trying to feel better than someone else. Trying to do all this positive thinking just to feel more positive than someone else. Like you got a leg up over someone. Then we're failing that test. That's another little test. The test of, uh, of jealousy. The test of competition. Those things should only motivate us to turn back inward again. Ideally. So, okay, here's the test that I recently went on. I, uh, in case you're not aware, I'm a rock and roll musician. I, I sing and play keyboard and play rock music. Uh, the, the music is very high energy. Um, and I do all kinds of concerts. And of course, occasionally, uh, sometimes you, you get a, a concert offer where you already have a show booked. Well, I had a show booked uh, that's actually coming up that I committed to a long time ago. Many other people that are playing the show with me in my band are... Uh, also committed, they cleared their schedules, they're, you know, going to get paid for it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we got an offer for like four times the amount of money to play a different show. Well, now some people and including some of the people I work with said, Oh, well, you should just cancel the other show. I said, Well, I can't cancel the other show. They said, but it's so much more money. I said, this is a test. And of course, part of it was very challenging. I mean, I could have really used that money. I have bills to pay some staggering bills to pay. Uh, I would have been happy to actually pay the people in my band some more money, but I had given my word about this other show and you can't, can't, you don't cancel it. You can and let people down and break your promise and, you know, take money out of other people's pockets that were relying on you that had, that had given their themselves to you based on your word. You could have done all those things to make some extra money or even a lot of money. It could have been, it was a significant amount of money. 
But because of this positive thinking, I said, wow, here's a test. Okay, here we go. Do I have the strength to pass this test? And the minute I saw it in those terms, it was very easy. Yeah, so I could have made a little more money and been a little worse of a person. Or I could do exactly what my heart told me, where I didn't even really think twice about it. At least my heart didn't think twice about it. I said, no, of course you can't cancel that show and take more money and play this other show. Everyone's counting on you. You gave, you promised. You don't break a promise. So what if it's more money? You have to do the right thing. And all of a sudden, this feeling of pain and suffering from losing money and, oh, it's not fair. It sucks. Why did this have to be on the same day? It was all meant to happen like this so that I could be tested. It wasn't even an inconvenience. It was, it was a, a joy. I actually, it felt a sense of joy in turning down the money just because I realized I was passing a test. And I never had felt that before. I would have just felt frustrated before. I probably would have still not canceled the show, but I would have been happy about it. I was actually happy about doing the right thing. It's America WK. Don't go away. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Slater. You see how the government policies caused this, right? The government policies that resulted in joblessness. Government welfare programs that have led to dependence. This leads to increased drug use. This leads to more gangs. This leads to dangerous communities. We have government policies that have replaced the father. All of this caused by government. And then the government comes in and says, oh, look at all you. You're a mess. Mike Slater. Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK, the show all about positivity. Episode six is the show in which we are really trying to lay some fundamental groundwork on this topic, this vast topic of positivity. And I was just telling my story, my one of my just most recent little tests to see if I could do the right thing or not. And I, I want to say, make it very clear, I'm not that impressed with that experience for me personally. Uh, I was just sharing it because it felt very poignant and it had just happened literally uh, a couple days ago. So it was very fresh in my mind. But you don't end up really taking a pride in it because it's like you don't really take pride in breathing. You don't take pride in your heart beating. You're thankful that it does. You feel good about things going the way they're meant to go. And that's kind of how it felt about passing the test. Uh, those, those tests of character, you don't really build a kind of pride. It, it just it, it feels different than that. It sort of feels like, okay, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. What I felt most thankful for, most proud of, if anything, was just that I saw it as a test. Not that I passed it. 
but that I saw life not as an inconvenience, not as a, as a injustice, as something that wasn't fair. It's not fair that I could have made more money, but I had to do the right thing. <laughs> I had to do the right thing. So I didn't get the, the money. That's not fair. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like this cosmic game that was revealing itself to me. And then just more and more and more, everything starts falling into line with that. And it all starts to, to look like that. Then all of a sudden, every other experience, you think, oh, well, how is this a test? And again, it could be the smallest, smallest little thing. Or it could be something quite big. And, and, and again, when the big things happen, and they will, these other little tests that we passed will really help us. And I think that's what they're for. They're to prepare us for, to be ready when it really counts. Just like exercise. Yeah, it's great to exercise. It's great to, to, to develop strength in your body. But you'll really be glad that you can run when you have to run for some reason, for 10 miles, let's say. You'll be glad that you have lung capacity. You'll be glad you can lift something really heavy if all of a sudden you really have to lift something heavy. It's not just vanity. All the challenges are preparing us for the moments when someone's going to be counting on us, even if it's just ourselves. And that could end up being the best thing that we ever did, and it all led to that. It was all for some moment that we can't even foresee. It's all for improving the quality of ourselves. I'm going to share some other tests with you. And again, I'm sharing these with you not because they're so remarkable or anything. They're actually kind of unremarkable, which how, uh, is how many of these tests are, these life tests of character. But just because I've just been thinking about them and, and I'm sort of processing all of this as we go. Uh, this show is therapeutic for me. I, I, I would not ever deny that. You're basically my therapist, and I'm imagining what you might say or ask me, and or actually sometimes you, I just get your direct feedback. It's very therapeutic. I hope, I really hope that it's not just me getting something from this. I hope that you can relate to this. I completely am aware that you might be very far ahead of uh, of me on many of these ideas. Um, but even from my own limited experience, I enjoy hearing people's thoughts even uh, if they're more advanced or less advanced in, in, in different sort of phases of thinking, it's all encouraging because we're all cheering each other on. That's how I feel about it. Like we're really in it together. And those that have gone further can help those who maybe haven't gone as far or are just starting. And those who are just starting can encourage those of us to keep going. It, it, it's, it's, a team sport, really. A team adventure. And I, I think we can see that illustrated very well in great adventure movies. I really like to think about those, those great stories. Many of us have seen the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. I mean, think of someone like Gandalf. This very wise, extremely advanced being. This wizard who has such penetrating insight that he essentially sees what is going on to, more than even sometimes he probably would like to. He is basically aware of the grand plan, but cannot really interfere with it. And I don't know that he's completely aware of everything, 
but he sees the part that he is supposed to play and he sees the parts that others are supposed to play and he realizes the tests that they will have to go through in order to bring about the changes within them necessary to accomplish what needs to get done in the adventure. Uh, and he is very wise, but yet he himself is actually still going through tests. And as advanced as he is, he is learning and inspired from those that are just starting out, like someone like Bilbo Baggins or Frodo, who maybe in many ways is uh, you know, quite childlike, literally, compared to Gandalf. He is impressed by them, and he sees their development as part of his development and how his story and his adventure is wrapped up in theirs and vice versa. It's very, very beautiful. These kinds of stories, uh, Tolkien's stories are not necessarily so symbolic of specific historical events. They're symbolic of the development of the human spirit. And you really can take that away from really the every single moment of every movie. Uh, I really enjoyed those movies. I think they're excellent on every level performances i mean the the look of them is just staggering no one had ever really tried to make even dream of making movies like that very admirable effort peter jackson always had admired his his work in horror movies uh dead alive is really over the top horror movie and and even having always loved that never imagined that he would do what he did with with uh tolkien's books this is really uh, one of the great artistic human achievements of modern day. And we are very lucky that we got to live to see that happen. So we're talking about other tests, little tests that allow us to grow. And one thing I realized, uh, these tests that I just went through, had to do with uh, competition, jealousy, frustration, uh, originality, and... I realized that all these concepts that I was talking about in my efforts to be more positive and to promote these ideas and to share them with you on this show and in all my other work as a rock musician, I would find myself failing tests and getting caught back up again in those secondary pursuits, those things that aren't as important. Uh, and once again, as I started to see them as tests, and not as, again, injustices, or this isn't fair, or this person copied my idea, or I'm jealous that that person got to do this, I want to do that, how come they're getting to do it and I'm not? Uh, I started to say, wait a minute, these are tests. These are tests to see if I'm petty, to see if I'm resentful, to see if I can raise up or not. And, and, and the moment that they were seen as tests then they could be passed. It's almost, that's almost the trick. The hardest part is seeing them as a test. Actually passing the test doesn't often, isn't often the hardest part, especially with the trivial things. It's catching ourselves, getting that perspective, seeing ourselves like Scrooge saw himself through the spirit's special shows. When we can watch ourselves like a movie or a TV show or, or a book and see our life uh, symbolic in that way and to see our experiences as symbolizing this, this grand 
effort, this grand labor, this work to become a better person, that all these moments are tests within that. That is the inherent positivity. That is the best definition of positivity that I'll probably be able to, 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 to give on this, on this episode is, is interpreting life as something meaningful that we're meant to go through to become better. That is positive thinking. Doesn't mean you don't get sad. It doesn't mean that you don't get depressed. It doesn't mean that we don't have moods and frustrations and all those things. It doesn't mean that we don't have pain. We just keep going anyway. America WK. America WK with Andrew WK, the undisputed king of partying. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Feeling old? Well, think about this. Raquel Welch is 74 years old. Harrison Ford, 72. Martin Sheen, 74. Paul McCartney, 72. How you feeling? Feeling better? Thought you were feeling old today? Don't. The Jeff Fisher Show. Saturday morning, 6 to 8 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Undisputed King of Partying invites you to a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. Thank you so much for spending your very, very valuable, precious time with me. The most valuable resource in the world is time. And the fact that you've spent some of that with me talking about positivity means a great deal to me. I don't know how else to put it. It, it. I don't take it lightly. I don't take it for granted. I love doing this with you uh, every week. It's probably the best thing about my life right now, in all honesty, uh, and at least in terms of my work, because this is a chance for me to talk to you exactly about what I've been thinking about, what I've been going through, just to share life with someone uh, that hopefully is interested in the same ideas or if not interested in them <laughs> at least willing to listen to them with me and 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 get into it and this show about positivity uh really was exciting for me because again most of my work as a rock musician has centered around this celebratory attitude celebrating life as a positive experience even when you didn't feel that way because i'm someone who has not felt that way for as long as i can remember but who has wanted to feel that way and made it his mission to work at it and that's how all this has happened so getting to focus this episode really strictly on positivity despite not getting to answer any listener questions this episode uh, that's okay there's endless episodes to come as far as i'm concerned uh we'll get into that more next week i i, I love that i get to do this uh that, that really takes that pressure off in a good way there's no rush we can go as deep as we want can talk about anything it's such a privilege to be able to do this with you and this uh this idea of positivity has been established at least on this episode as something very fundamental and very basic and it's a decision to be completely in love and enthralled with life. 
It's ups and downs. It's hardships and rewards. And seeing the entire thing as an adventure. An adventure of development. A journey of growing ourselves from the inside out. And really interpreting all the experiences we encounter as part of that adventure. As, as meaningful and crucial to that adventure. And I think that really helps because I used to think of positive thinking as sort of just trying to stay cheerful. I mean, I, getting cheered up to me still is one of the most important efforts that I make. I, I, I find it very challenging at times, but music helps. Doing this show helps. But there are times when you don't feel cheerful no matter what you do. And maybe you're not meant to feel cheerful then. That's another test to have the understanding to uh, uh, let those feelings be as well. Because otherwise it gets, it gets stressful. And what is supposed to actually be removing stress starts to add stress. Positive states of mind are not meant to become another sort of ordeal. They're meant to relieve us of the anguish that comes from life when it feels meaningless and unfair. So don't, I guess, get discouraged is the best way I'm going to say it. It's not always going to feel cheerful and good. Positivity won't always even feel that positive. But don't let that stop the effort. Don't let that dash your hopes. Um, and I'm saying that to myself as well. It's something that you just don't ever give up on. You kind of make that promise to yourself uh, that the whole experience, even the parts that you want to, that make you want to give up the, the effort itself are in some strange way part of this positive adventure. Because a lot of times you start, you get inspired and you, we want to make a, a new effort to become more positive and to become better. And then something will happen to throw us off and we'll think, what, you know, what was I thinking? That was a, why did I even bother? What a waste. This is stupid. It's unrealistic. It's not how the world works. It's, you know, it's, it's a naive way of thinking. We cannot uh, go down that road. We have to zoom out much bigger than that type of positivity into a positivity that is so far reaching and vast that even disappointment is included in it. Even challenge and bad moods are included in it. Even the, the most frustrating and painful parts of life are included in this very intense, very, very intense adventure called being a human being and that that has to be good because it exists. That is the, the decision that we're making. That is the positive state of mind. So stay strong. That is the one virtue is an inner strength to stay committed. Even when it's not convenient, even when it's not fun, even when it doesn't feel very positive, you, we just keep going. That is why we're developing these skills, these strengths of character is not to have them when it's easy, but to have them when everything is trying to make us give up. And yet we still decide not to because we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to life. We owe it to this chance that we've been given to exist, to try to become the best that we can possibly be from the inside, the best version of a person that we can imagine being. To be that as much of the time as we possibly can until we actually become it. 
This has been America WK. I love you. Thank you for spending your time with me. Bye-bye. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.